Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. All right. Hello, everyone. I am back with Dre this time. Hi, Dre. Hi, everybody. And um, last time that you were with us, I had on three of our new employees, salespeople, three women that I interviewed. And so Andre and I wanted to start sharing with you today about onboarding new people. You had the girl gang here. We did have the girl gang here. It was awesome. I love the girl gang. And so, you know, we just had a very unique experience for any of you that have, I mean, this could be if you're just, if you have a team, right? You work for someone and you're building a team. It could be if you have your own business, when you bring someone new on. We wanted to talk about onboarding new people because, you know, when you bring new people on, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. Singular or plural. <laughs> but before we get started like normal, one of us needs to share our super special question. Special question. question. <laughs> Whose turn is it? I think it's my turn. Oh, okay, good. Here the, we go. This one's kind of cute, kind of fun. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. If animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? Yeah. Do bugs get included, or is it just like furry animals? I mean, bugs are bugs are creatures. Oh, gosh. I mean, I would think bugs would be rude, but um, I'm trying to think of furry cute animals at the zoo. <laughs> I think that... Uh, at first, I thought monkeys, but they'd be more mischievous. They'd probably be like... A child. A child or telling jokes or like pranking you. Mm -hmm. And then the rudest would probably be a, what's that animal from the Lion King? The, the what's it called? Like it's like a pig, but it's a boar. The boar, is it a boar? I think it's a boar. Warthog. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Why, what do you think? Who do you think would be rude? I don't know. I didn't think about it. That question was for you. <laughs> um... I mean, one of my dogs is kind of a little. Oh jerk. no! I love your dog. He gets he's mad so and sweet. pees in places. Like he's a jerk. He's so sweet, though. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. he would be mean. Rude. I'm going with warthog. Warthog. You have to look it up. I will have to look it up. Probably go with a snake. Kuna Matata. I thought that that went through my mind. Probably a snake. Yeah, this was fun actually be because like one of our next podcasts we're gonna go and go through. Uh, topic on sales and it's the topic is on people and comparing them to sales dogs right like the oh, pit bulls yeah. the chihuahuas the poodles <laughs> like it's so true and it helps you like picture how people's personalities are yeah uh, but we had this unique situation that we wanted to share with everyone who has a team or a business and like we've always we've brought people on I mean gosh we've probably brought over 20, 25 people onto our teams yeah. throughout the last five, six, seven years, but it's always been one person, right? One person here, one I don't person think we've ever there. Had more than one person at a time. 
The only time I did was when I first started building my team. I hired three people in like 60 days. Yep. And, you know, I shared this actually on the other podcast in case you didn't hear it. What happened though was I brought these three people on, had no process, no system, nothing in place, right? And I was out in Vegas and I was driving in a convertible with my husband that we rented and I all of a sudden I get this email from one of the employees, the newest one, and she had, in the email started expressing how the most experienced person was not training her, that they weren't showing her, weren't letting her talk to clients and how she wouldn't be able to stay on this team if this was how it was going to be. And I was like, crap. Like, it was like one of those moments that I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to figure something out. So, you know, we at least put things in place we've talked about in other podcasts that we have our busy bee blueprint and we have our you know, the the hiring processes, like we put all those in place. But then recently we had a situation where, you know, we all of a sudden start getting all these inquiries in the last few months from salespeople who wanted to join the organization. And it's always just been Andre and I as the salespeople and we have a support staff, right? It's our business, like our personal business. And now we all of a sudden had all these inquiries for people to want to come on and build a business within our business. And at first it was one or two people. Well, we just, in the last week, we've onboarded 10 people in one week. That's been fun. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited <laughs> to be growing our business. It's what everybody wants when they have a business, right? Like, to grow your business, to impact other people, help them be successful. It's what we've always wanted. Yeah. So be it's careful what you wish for. been a little different because we've never gone through it. So going through it gives you a completely different perspective than, you know, in the glow of the first few weeks where we're like, wow, we've got a lot of people coming on. This is great. We're smiling, <laughs> laughing, high-fiving. <laughs> we're awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, we suck. And we then no when life. you go through it, yeah. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, and and I think that'd be a great topic on if there's some of you are listening, like how do you attract people, mm -hmm. right? That's a topic today we wanted to talk about how do you make sure you're ready for growth? How do you make sure you're ready for people coming on? What do you need to do so that you don't literally lose your mind and not have a life that might still happen? But yep. But we wanted to just talk to everyone about onboarding and we didn't realize it was such a huge issue we had gotten some coaching before from someone and they say the first 90 days of an employee's you know position in their position those first 90 days will they will decide in those 90 days if they are going to stay with your organization or not yeah absolutely i know that the last time we made a move i kind of knew so looking back at it usually looking back at all my jobs you know whether those first 90 days do you fit in? Are you getting the help that you need? Are people nice to you? Do you feel like this is something you can do? Are you given the right tools, the right resources? And sometimes it's just a flat out no. And I guess let me ask you that because like you said at our last job that we didn't stay at, you knew in the first 90 days. What if it had gotten yeah. better after 90 days? I don't, I don't know that it gets better after 90 days. In the sense of the first 90 days, 
the company is giving you who they are, their culture, their vision, their vision, their mission, their tools, your process. At you know, after ninety days, you're in the grind of your job. You know, and so the only way that it gets better, I feel like, is if the company makes a dramatic change in their process, in their systems, or in, or in their people. Right. That's the only way that. It'd be like us just giving up our business. The only way it's going to change is if somebody comes in and makes a big change in it. You know, besides that, or or we change our process, which we do a lot to, you know, as adjust. far as adjust it. Yeah. So I don't think that it gets better after ninety days, honestly. No, you're probably right because a lot of things. You know, we were creating things, but you know, for a small for some for small business owners like we are, bringing in. It's six salespeople, mm-hmm. right? We already had two, but bringing in that many, this is like business changing. Yeah, it's it, it literally it, changes every, it almost changes everything. I mean, your structure it, it did change everything. You know, we had to add people. We had we're now changing our process a little bit, not changing, adjusting. I guess is the better word. Um, we had to bring on more people. You and I are having to make adjustments and right. But if you are out there, and especially in service businesses, and that's why I think it applies so much to any of you who have service businesses, like what you do is an action, right? It's an extension of you. You're advising people. If you do financial advising, insurance, um, coaching, right? You coach people. That, that service part is... I know that there's some of you out there who you get paid 1099 or you're like a schedule C, you have your own business, but the question that Andre and I have asked each other over and over again is if we removed ourselves from the business, is your would your business still stand? Like do you have a system in place mm. for clients to come feel comfortable that your team is handling it or do you have to be present because do you really have a business? Yeah. And that's what a lot of what we why we wanted to do this podcast was because we've gone on this journey and our goal was security and to create a business that doesn't rely on our everyday actions because we deserve to have a life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Uh, and also I know that we kind of just discussed it, but a lot of people, or maybe we've said it wrong that we've stepped out of the business, but we truly haven't stepped out of the business. There's a difference between are you truly stepping out of your business and sitting on the beach seven days a week, 24-7, that's stepping out. Neither of us are anywhere near there, but we are doing different things in our business. We're just not doing the front-end stuff of our business. So I think that's a great point is you know, when you're talking about stepping out of your business, what does that look like for you? Does that look like getting out of just day-to-day operations and you're just on the back end coaching, P&L stuff, you know, marketing or are you fully removed from your business? You know, so I think that that's something that when you're talking about stepping out of your business, you need to decide what does stepping out of your business look like for you truly. Right. And you either need to bring in a team of people behind you, which is what we had done originally. Mm-hmm. And now with this opportunity, it's okay, there's other people who are going to be selling. And we can coach them up, we can train them, we can make them better. And that's a hard thing. It will be a hard thing for a lot of people. If you are like a producer who's built a book of business, like it's not about you anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about these people that you're bringing in, making sure they're successful, wanting them to be successful, more successful than even you were. Absolutely. Right? Like put your ego aside, build them up, and then also make sure your team is is excited about bringing these people on 
because they're not going to be just like you. Yep. And making sure that the leadership's in place because the best way to build that business and the security for all of your people is to make sure it's not about you. Right? Number so one. we feel like that's where we're at right now with this opportunity and we wanted to make sure we got it right. Like we really wanted to make sure we got it right. And so now it has come and passed. <laughs> at least the like main part. Um, everyone drove to our one office location. So we have four office locations where we have staff. Five, sorry. We have five office locations, but one of our initial, um, or like our two main offices that we had started with, uh, they all, the, all the new salespeople and some of the support drove to, um, and it's in my hometown in Western Pennsylvania, and everyone drove here and spent uh, two nights, two and a half days together, training, learning, growing, doing fun stuff, and we've been really excited for it. And we still know we've got another, what, 87 days ahead of us. But we yeah. wanted to share with all of you what we did, what we used, and then make sure you get a free tool to walk away so that it's something you can use even if you're onboarding one person or a group of people, but have something to start that process. It's super important to have something, whether you're onboarding one person or 10 people, and you don't really know what you need until you get to that point. You know, like with us, this first time of onboarding so many people is a learning experience. But even when you're onboarding one person, you need to have some type of checklist. So um, I'm excited to give that away at the end. Mm -hmm. At least that'll help a lot of people. You yeah, know? like it will. Sometimes you don't even know where to start. I cannot believe we haven't had a checklist in like <laughs> four years. So don't feel bad if you haven't had one. And. Um, so we have a leadership team. Uh, Andre and I have a group of, there's four people on our team who we meet every month. And when we knew these people were coming on, we started meeting every single day at 1030. And we started creating a employee handbook, right? Like where to find stuff, where to do this, how to do that, right? And Andre and I were part of that, and after 30 days of trying to create one document, they kicked us out of the meeting. We got and fired. We they got fired, fired us. We did. We got fired, and they were able to re like finish it in one day. So, you know, it was a good learning lesson for us to get our like stick our nose out of things <laughs> and not stay in what we're not good at. And but it's also what happens when you give your leadership team power, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of you feeling like you have all the power. Right. And they can tell you that, like, hey, just step out. Right. But it's it's still hard because, so this document is one of the, it's going to be the giveaway. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We said, we're going to give you give away the new hire checklist, which we did do together. And the new hire checklist is mainly for, like, that first week. First day, first week, right? If you, it's it's so that anyone at any of our locations can look in this new employee's folder, and see what someone else has done and make sure that they have the logins for the systems that we use, that they have their computers, right? That they have um, their, you know, just access. Basic stuff yeah. that you wouldn't even think of sometimes. Yep, um, and I'll read just a couple of them. And then like we, we said, you can click on the link to go in the Facebook group where we will be sharing... Uh, there will actually be a file that you can download and use at your own business, and your items might be different than ours, but you'll at least get the gist of the things that you need to have on there. 
you know, from computers to setting up their emails that you have an offer letter that went out. Um, you know, copies of their driver's license, the forms that they need to sign. And then there's a couple things on there that aren't as normal or, or standard that we wanted to share a little further. And so those things are, if, if the onboarding someone and if those first 90 days are so crucial, okay, great, you've got this checklist, but there's still something missing that we've, we actually haven't ever done it until we started realizing how important it was and how people are so stressed in those first 90 days. And so when we looked at it, we said, all right, what are we doing to make that person feel welcome their first day, their first week? How do we make them feel comfortable? How do we, you know, that they're part of, like they are immediately part of our group. That's a huge one. That's a big one. Like right away, you want to make somebody feel comfortable, feel part of, feel like they can come to you for anything. And that starts within the first week. But like you said, it, you know, those first 90 days are just crucial regardless. Yes. Making that person feel you know, appreciated and valued and they can just be who they are and they can come to anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to see everything. So we created these um, like welcome bags. And in the welcome bags, it had goodies, right? We had, you know, like a candy gram that said how excited we were to have them. It had, you know, animal a box of animal crackers that said, welcome to the circus, right? Cheez-Its that said, you know, yes, we are cheesy. Like little things <laughs> that just like make them relax. So having something, and I've heard people say they go, like they'll do a bottle of champagne on the first day or yes. they'll... Well, for the... What we had up here was the sales team, but for the admin team, what we started doing the first five days, they'll get letters their first five days, and it says, welcome to Keystone, you know, we're so excited for you, congrats on your career change. Then they'll get a bottle of champagne, or I think another day we're giving them like a a coffee card and saying, some days you're going to wish you had more coffee, go grab a cup, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we hope that this is a great experience for you, just tell them. You know, just welcoming, welcoming them, making them feel like they're already family. Right. Yeah. And and then one of the other things we did on our checklist is we made sure that, and we need to do this still for the sales team that just left after their initial days, but giving them a a buddy, right? Like a onboarding yeah. buddy is what I think we're calling it onboarding buddy somebody besides the person that's training them to feel comfortable reaching out to and I think it's I think it's important in any role because as let's say you have someone who comes on to be support or operations they're going to have so many questions and the person training them right they're going to have to keep going and asking and asking and it gets to that point you feel bad so to have somebody else that you can reach out to if it's at a different office uh, a different position, and making sure that that meant that onboarding buddy also reaches out to them. How are you doing? Are you you know? Is there anything that's you know, that you're concerned about? Is there anything that you need? Do you have a question that didn't get answered? I think that also creates you know partially culture in there. You know, um, and I love that you said mixing people from all different offices or positions together because that then lets them get to know each other. Versus just always sticking to what clicks or stuff like that. I know that we're big on making sure that it's one team, one vision, regardless of where you're at or what position you're in. Right. And so 
so we did these welcoming things. We have this checklist that we're going to share with you. And then I think bringing everyone together like this was huge. It, yeah, it brings a lot of value bringing people together. Yeah. And even having them stay together and eat up to eating dinner together. That's, you know, everybody gets to know each other, feel each other out. And some people are like, wow, I'm so comfortable. I mean, almost to the point that I know we've said we're good for right now for bringing a lot of people on, right? What are you trying to say? I'm just saying going forward, if let's say in the future we bring on even two or three people, having them all come to the one location, right? The current team takes them out to eat. We just make sure that that's happening when people come on. And then for salespeople, so this is the first time we're really bringing on a big group of salespeople. Mm -hmm. And... Salespeople are different, right? You're going to have different personalities. You're going to have they have they don't have to follow the same rules. Let's say that operations do necessarily, but one of the really important parts of what we made sure to do is during those few days we shared with them our our culture. That listen, like even though we're all sales, like our support team is equally as important. We could not do what we do without them. Here's how you respect them. Uh Here's what we expect of you. Here's the training that's going to happen. So expectations. Yeah. Setting those expectations up front is is huge too. And I think we've done a decent job of knowing who we are, you know, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So that way we can translate those expectations to the salespeople. Because we know we don't want them to be treated in a... Regardless of whether you're sales or, or behind the scenes, you're all equal. Everybody brings a different skill set to the table. And I think a lot of companies, there's like this division between salespeople and operations. Mm-hmm. And operations looks at sales, like why don't they, why do they get to come in at 10? You know, they get to make all this money because they're in sales, right? And yeah. so we've worked really hard at making sure that the positions understand each other, that they respect each other that anyone could do the other positions if that's what they want to do um, and supporting one another and that that intertwined, you know, dependence on each other is how you're successful. And we have a really great group. Like we have all these new salespeople and they're sharing information and they are, I mean, we're, it's just so exciting. And the biggest thing for us now is with salespeople, how do you make sure they succeed? Because statistically, mm-hmm. What, out of 10 people that come into an organization in the sales roles? What? You're going to see like one exceed expectations, probably another one do okay, and then the other ones just be average. Right. Which is okay. I, because also some people don't want to be that 15, 20, 30 million dollar producers like we were. You know, mm-hmm. that we were always more, 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 more. And some people are going to get to 10 million and be comfortable and, I know we talk about it a lot, but we sit there and go, do you know that you could get to 15 mil? <laughs> you know, if you just did right. this and some people go, I don't I don't want to get to that. Right. You and know. that's okay too. That is okay. It, it's totally okay. Um, so then, you know, as we had this meeting, so one of the big things that our leadership- Do you want to take bets on who's going to fail? No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I want them all to succeed. <laughs> and I think we have a good group and we're going to make sure it happens. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. They're going to listen to this and think we're big phony balonies. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw some humor in there. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But it is true. People, sales is a very different role. 
You have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so the things that we shared and told them here, you know, we shared the things that worked for us, when we're going to start doing the training. But the big, the biggest thing we shared with our leadership team as we were getting ready with this checklist, all the things we've been making is we have 10 people coming on. That means, like, when we have one new person, they have tons of questions. Tons of questions. So 10 new people? Yeah, and then you're talking some people, some of our sales staff that are fresh to the industry, like, have not even, they don't even know what a 10 or 3 is. <laughs> and we're just, at that point, I just started banging my head against the wall. <laughs> right. So how do you create a situation? Because our business needs us to keep operating until they're up and running. hmm our team needs time to work on our work. The new people need time to get trained. Mm-hmm. And most small businesses, including ours, it they call it like it's like this. I think I'm calling it like that. Is it the caveman or the uh, where you watch, like see what I do? Watch, sit there next to me. Like let me show you. you. Yeah, let yeah, let me like tink 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 on your computer, like watching what someone's doing. Yeah, right and. That's not going to work with 10 people. No, not this time. It's not going to work. And so over the years, I've kind of shared, I'm a big video nut. Are you really? Yeah, I am. (laughs) And I've been saying to everyone, (laughs) we need to be recording what we're doing on screen. We need to record everything we do because then they have something to watch, right? And now are we wishing we everyone did that? Oh, wishing is, I don't even... That's like the lowest word. I'm trying to find a much better word. It, it would have just helped so much. But I guess we live and we learn. So we have some stuff on video. Uh, but now we're creating, we're going through the process. We're creating videos. Um, there's different apps that you can use to create stuff like this. Um, BombBomb is one of the apps that I use to, that it will like record your screen. Um, there's also a free app you can do up to five-minute videos. It's called Jing by TechSmith because when we decided, all right, we've got all these people, 90 days, they need to have the support, we said, all right, we picked a time to train them every day and we're going to share that responsibility among our leadership team. And so every day between 1 and 2.30, I think was the, is the decided time, one of us is going to be on there and we have an outline for 90 days, the topics we're going to cover. And the question to us was, do we create videos that they have to watch, then come into the training, right? Or do we live train them and record those as we live train them? Yeah, that was a big question. Just because there's so many ways to do it, but also from experience. I know when we started talking about that, from experience, you tell somebody, you give somebody um a handbook of 100 pages or 100 videos, and people go, okay, cool. So I have a question, <laughs> and I'm not going to look it up. You know, So you kind of have to find a... Also, I think it depends on your industry, right? So maybe an engineer would love that 100-page book to go through it and <laughs> dissect it. But for us, our salespeople, or I think people mainly in the mortgage industry, you don't really have that high-level focus of going through a book that's 100 pages and reading through it. So it was important for us to figure out, you know, what's the best mix of how to come up with a training tool that people would actually use. And they, but the key to it, right, is where, and there's growing pains in this. So if you're going through this right now with people, like literally the checklist we had created 
the like the new employee checklist when the people started coming on and we went to go look for one at first. One of the people on our leadership team was like, oh, I made a new one because I made, you know, like, <laughs> we're like, ah, and we're all like running around with our hair on fire. And we're like, no, we made this checklist. And it, like, everyone's just trying to do the best that they can. And so, you know, we're still a work in progress. Still learning. But we wanted to share that with you that we are trying. We're all literally looking at each other and like, with that look, like you don't have to say a word. You just look at each other. You just know. And it's like, you know, between the six of us, it's like we are connected at the soul that we know that we are slowly dying inside as we are going through these next 90 days. Literally. Um, but it's so important to your business. So if you're listening and you know this is going to happen, start creating things that somebody could use. Pretend like you're not going to be there. Like literally pretend like you're going to bring somebody on, you're going to be in another country and you want them to step in and be able to start watching some of these videos, Mm -hmm. watching things, listening to something, whatever it is, going through a checklist that they can start getting through without you. Because if you can remove yourself from that equation and they can at least get, 75% 75% of it done. It's huge. Then you're not having deal. to do that. Yeah. And then you can focus with them on like higher level things, things that make them successful, yeah. how they're feeling, struggles they're having. Right. And so, you know, I'd love to hear if for anyone who has listened to the podcast, is starting to listen. If you have a small business, a team, like what are those things that you're struggling with in that onboarding process or training process? Where are you frustrated? Because, you know, this is a journey for us and this is going to, you know, we will let you know. We can, we will touch base, let you know how things are going with this new team. Who's made it? Who hasn't made it? (laughs) We hope they all make it. Um, And we actually, like not all of us are in one location. We have uh, some assistants even that are overseas and so we've got a lot going on um but it's but it's a really good problem to have and so we feel really fortunate and blessed and we are so excited about continuing to help people grow so that we can help other business owners with these tips and tools and things that we all want to have in our business and in our life so that we can enjoy life and enjoy our families So thank you so much today for tuning in, everyone. We'd love to have you jump into the Facebook group and give us some of the things that you're doing and help us because we need help right now. (laughs) We we need help. I mean, we're we're making it work, but other people, that's why we like to collaborate. That's where the collab, that's where our name came from is we are stronger together. We all have great ideas. If you're struggling with something, please let us know. We'd love to help give you some feedback and um, and just or if all you've share. onboarded twenty people, we'd love to hear from yes. you. That way, you know, we can get ideas, and other people can get ideas as well. Yeah. So once again, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, collaborators! I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business. If you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share. You can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com 
and our Instagram handle as well, The Collab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Collab. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.